come on, come on. I need you to come on. Yes, this is about to be good, y'all. I, I, like, we couldn't do this one alone. Tonight we're talking about drama queen and drama king. Yeah, I was like, I can't, I can't be up here just talking about drama queen as a man without a woman. So I'm here. So she is, she is present in the house of God. And how many of you know that it's not just ladies, but brothers come with some drama too? Sometimes more than sisters, and tonight we are going to talk about it. Anytime we start a message off where I'm clapping my hands, I need y'all to get ready. Okay. I need y'all to get ready, get your notepad ready, your Bibles ready, you know, take a screenshot and tag us, and we don't want to be long, so we're going to like just get straight to the message on tonight. We have three. Three foundational texts for part six of this cuffing season series. Yes. I'm gonna let you rock two verses, um, and then I'm gonna hit the last one. Okay. Proverbs 21, verse 9. So it says, Better to live on a corner of the roof hmm. than share a house with a quarrelsome wife. My God. Move on down to Proverbs 27, 15, and 16. It says, A quarrelsome wife is like the dripping of a leaky roof in a rainstorm. Restraining her is like restraining the wind or grasping oil with the hand. And 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 6, they are the kind who worm their way into homes and gain control over gullible women. Mm. Certain translations say silly women. How, do you, how many of you know there's some brothers who do that? They look to worm their way. Right into homes and gain control over gullible women who are loaded down with sins and are swayed by all kinds of evil desires. God, we're asking that you anoint us to be your PA system of heaven, the soundtrack of heaven, and we just want to be your oracles on tonight, oh God, where we could recognize that maybe it's not always that they're unhealthy, but there's some unhealthy things in our life that's limiting us from experiencing next level and level up kingdom relationships. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody who agrees with that prayer, would you drop amen? Amen. 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 We want to get straight to work on tonight. Tonight we would like to speak around this thought, this subject for the time that we have together for part seven of this cuffing season series, Drama Queen. And Drama King. Drama Queen. Both and drama king. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, we firmly believe that tonight is a very important and necessary conversation for us to have. Mm. And to the best of our capability, we would like to add some balance to what appears to be a popular subject now in Christendom. Yeah. The conversation of relationships. And I just want to set the record straight so that everybody can know we're not doing this so that we can extend viral content. We're not doing this with the hopes to go viral or to extend viral content. The reason we're doing this is to stop a spiritual viral infection. Yes, yes. 
Stop a spiritual viral infection that's coming from the camp of hell that's causing for us to entertain counterfeit after counterfeit, distraction after distraction. Some of us have been so distracted that you don't know you're distracted until after you have been distracted. For us to come out of recovery season and recovery season, but live lives where it's time to advance. Our prayer is that on tonight, we extend to you an antibiotic of wisdom antibiotic of wisdom because there's something that we're noticing that's kind of going untouched that's not really being discussed as much because there is an embarrassing amount of information intel and literature that informs us to know your worth to know your value waiting to be found Uh having standards identifying toxic things cutting off toxic people and if we talk about cutoff our cutoff game in this generation is strong is anybody honest enough to like just drop a hand raise emoji in the room? Like, listen, my cutoff game is strong. Yeah, just be honest. Like, like you don't know a cutoff game until you see my cutoff game. My cutoff game is on that like 1997 Full House Joey cut it out. My cutoff <laughs> game is on a whole nother level. And my concern wow. about this particular cutoff game is it's bleeding in the church hmm. to where our cutoff game is stronger than our grace extension. That's a whole nother sermon. And I'm like, like I stated before, is is our cutoff game really that strong? Or do we have a selective cutoff game? So so you cut off the church because of a bad preacher, because of a bad sermon. If I say it how I want to say it, because of a wolf in a bishop's collar, you'll be done with church. You'll be done with the faith. You'll be done with Christianity. You'll cut that off, but you won't cut off that toxic bay. That, that one that's giving you insomnia, that one that's verbally abusing you, you won't cut that off, though. Lord help. So what we're going to do is we're going to cut off a person who corrected you in love, but since we wear our feelings on our shoulders. Why are we coming for your neck just in the introduction? Since we're wearing our feelings on our shoulders and it offended us, even though they told us the truth, I can't speak for anybody else, but we're personally in this place where I'd rather be slapped with the truth than kissed with a lie. Right. Somebody told you the truth and corrected you, and you cut them off because it didn't sit well with you, but you're not going to cut off getting high. You're not going to cut off getting high. You're not going to cut off pull up, drink, headshot, drink, pass out, drink. You're not going to cut off getting tipsy and getting faded, but you're going to cut off somebody who corrected you because they love you. Selective cutoff game. And we were taught how to identify the red flags. And we're taught how to identify a girl, never apologize for having standards. And if you have been following our ministry and been following us at all, you know that we are big believers. I'm a big believer that men, you should have standards too. Right? Right. You should have standards too. We're not paying your bills. I'm not buying you a car. I'm not trying to impress you with a Gucci bag, a coach bag. And I'm definitely not paying for you to go through school. That is a husband benefit. Okay. Don't let that 90s, can you pay my bills? Can you pay my telephone bill? We don't believe in that. I ain't paying your rent. I'm not paying your mortgage. I'm not paying for you to get through school unless you have my last name. Because men should have standards too. That's right. That's right. Why y'all look at me like that? Listen, you know this brother doesn't have a chance. You know you're not feeling this brother. You don't like him at all. But because your phone is so dry that you're playing with the settings and the sounds and your notifications, <laughs> and because it's cuffing season and it's getting cold outside and you want to go out, you reach out and send a text message to your board contact. 
to that brother you know likes you, but you don't like them at all, and you went out with him just to get something to eat. You're using him. Why y'all looking at me like that? Like, you know, if you wear your push-up bra just right, we're going all the way there. If you wear your push-up bra just right, that dress just tight, you begin to smile and bat your eyes and look all cute in his face, he'll buy you the iPhone 12. You could afford it yourself because you a boss, but you, you, what, Miss Flowers, could you come get me? I feel you know, like they're looking like, uh-uh. So, you know, w- women do it. Women do it. <laughs> we know men do it, but women do it too, you know. We leave men on and we entertain these type of connections really just to make us feel good about ourselves, Mm. right? And it really is sad because it really, if if you really, really get to the nitty gritty of it, it exposes how insecure you are. There it is. It exposes that you feel like you need to be with somebody to have validation, to feel wanted, to feel beautiful, to feel like somebody likes you because you don't want to be alone. Because if you don't entertain that, then you'll be left with yourself. And so you're left to deal with yourself. Wow. So you would rather entertain somebody that you know you have no intention of doing anything with. And Hmm. ladies, listen, come on. We know that dude. That dude that is always going to be there, like the in-between dude, like when you're done with old dude and it don't work out, you know you can always call him. He going to always make you feel good about yourself. That one dude, I know that ladies, you know what I'm talking about. That's unhealthy, Hmm. it's selfish, it's wrong, and it really shows how insecure you are. Wow. I've done it. What? Mrs. Flop, we try to be transparent. She said she did it. I've done it. Listen. I knew that I had no intentions of really pursuing anything with this person. Wow. But because they made me feel good. They told me that I was beautiful. They wanted to spend time with me. We had good conversation. We had fun together. I would entertain this connection with this person knowing that they really wanted me, but I really didn't want them. Hmm. And that made me feel good about me, but really didn't make them feel good about them. Because when the next dude came along that I was really interested in, then I'm giving old dude the shaft. But then when that dude breaks my heart, let me call him back. Oh, I just happened to see you somewhere. That is so wrong. It's so unhealthy. And listen, relationships like that breed drama. Okay? It may not be like that crazy in your face type of drama. You know, the drama on television. You know, the drama that we see on like reality TV shows. But it is dramatic. In your emotions, in your mind, it creates all of this stuff when you entertain these relationships. And ladies, we have to get a handle on that. We have to get a handle on ourselves to say, hey, I'm enough by myself. I'm enough with Christ. I'm enough that I don't really need to have somebody, some man to wine and dine me or to entertain me or to make me feel good about myself or tell me that I'm beautiful or tell me I I don't need him to spend money on me. I don't need him to buy this for me. Mm. Like you need to feel good about yourself enough that you don't entertain things that you know are not fruitful, that you know are not going anywhere just to feel good about yourself. Yeah, so good. When you do that, like I said, you set yourself up for drama, and then when you don't do it, you realize you're left with yourself. And you mm. realize, I got some issues, I got some insecurities, 
I got some problems. I don't feel like, you know, anybody wants me. You know, you, you go through the, all these emotions, so you entertain that stuff, and it's unhealthy. Yeah. And ladies, we have to go to bat with it, for real. See, and I couldn't say that. See, it just sounds better for her to be like, this is what we do. Yeah, we do. We've done it. And then sometimes we keep going back and forth. Yes. Brothers keep going back and forth. Right. There's a sister right now, and you keep going back and forth because he sends you a text message that he misses you. Right. And I'm trying to get you to understand, if you keep going back because you get a text that he misses you, this could get in the way of a man who's going to miss you. Misses you. That'll hit you on the way home. Don't break it down. Yeah, they'll, they'll dig it in the way home. You, this could be getting in the way of a man who's going to miss right. you. That's right. Because you cannot be spirit-led and serial date at the same time. I cannot be praying and asking God for me to discover Mrs. Wright. And you praying and asking God for me to be discovered by Mr. Wright, but I keep on entertaining Mr. Wright now. That's just, excuse me, that's just the person who is there. That's just the person who is in your life, but they're not a person who is kingdom. Right. Or is there anybody watching this message where you recognize, I trust God enough to where I trust his pace. Yes. I trust what he's doing. Yes. I trust God's yes, just like I trust his weight. Right. I trust God's yes, just like I trust his no. Because they're both submerged in the same amount of love, right. the same amount of grace, yes. the same amount of goodness, yes. the same amount of mercy. Somebody watching this message, you wouldn't be tripping so hard if you knew what was behind that closed door. If you knew what was behind that closed door, yeah. I know this isn't in our notes, but I wish we could pause right quick. Wherever you are in your car, in your small group, and your home, wherever you are in your apartment, if we can give God praise for the hedge. If you don't know what the hedge is, yeah. that's thanking God for stuff that we don't even know about. Yeah. I know that you can thank God for what he did. That's easy. Yeah. I know you can thank God for what he's going to do. That's faith. Right. I know you can thank God for what he's currently doing, but can can you thank God for stuff that you don't even know about yet? Woo! Can you thank God for seasons you haven't walked into yet? Yes. Can you thank God for doors that's closed that you don't even understand why they're closed? Oh but God. you're like, God, I trust you. I trust you, you just because you are God. Yes. And all these wonderful dynamics and kingdom relationship wisdom that is being extended. We're for it. We believe it. We push it. We endorse it. Yeah. But there is an area. Ladies and gentlemen, that's not really touched on much. Right. And that is how we could self-sabotage healthy relationships. Help us, Lord. I know there's tons of messages about raising your standards, knowing your standards, and identifying toxicity. But can we talk to you on tonight about how we could self-sabotage healthy relationships? Yes, yes. I know we always think it's them. I know we always blame her. Right. I know we always blame him. But could we stop for a second and ask ourselves, could the problem be that I like relational junk food? Could the problem be I can't even identify health because of my unhealthy ways, yes. my unhealthy cravings. Right. Y'all not talking to me. Right. My unhealthy desires, my unhealthy perspectives. Have y'all ever met somebody? Have y'all ever met somebody who has junk food and they're trying to convince you that this is healthy? Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they're like, yeah, this, this got whole this, grain in it. No, this is gluten-free. This gluten-free? No, this is vegan. This is vegan. You know, right. it, it, it don't have, um, 
No. It don't really have too much salt yeah, in it. There's, there's no, there's no monosodium glutamate in it. That, you know, there's no MSG. So, you know, we can eat this. This is fine. My, my Doritos are healthy. Right. But somebody healthy will come in your life and be like, yeah, but it got like six grams of sugar in it. The sodium is 320 milligrams. Lord, and I wonder... Are, have we arrived to a place where we've gotten so used to unhealthy ways yes. that when somebody healthy tries to come in our life, we call them unhealthy? Yes. It's possible for you to be in dysfunction so long that when somebody tries to introduce you to functional, you call that dysfunctional right. because you have learned how to function in dysfunction. Yep. You have learned how to consume unhealthy things right. because to you, cursing people out when you get mad, that's just what you do. When you don't like something, you get solid on them, that's just what you do. Right. You go zero to 100 real quick, that's just what you do. Boy. And this is what, hold this for me, please. This is what unhealthy people like to do. When somebody healthy convicts you of your unhealthy ways, right. we'll go find somebody else who's unhealthy too, yeah. who gleans from the same diet yeah. you glean from yeah. because we don't try to find people who grow us right. we try to find people who agree with us right. All eating trash. throw this cheeto bag we we try to find people who agree with us right. and then what we'll do keep holding your doritos keep on your doritos okay. what we'll do is then we'll have a relationship with another unhealthy person and then start talking about a healthy person right. and start to say how unhealthy they were. Right. But really, it's that you were so used to unhealthy things. Yes. Man, y'all better come get us. You were so used to unhealthy things that you can't even identify health. Come on. And what we want to talk about on a night is sometimes we bring our unhealthy ways yes. in the form of drama. Yes. Can I get somebody to drop the comment in the room? Drama. Drama. Now, what is drama? If you're a note taker, I need you to write this down. Drama is one who brings, births, and thrives off of dysfunction. Yes, yes, yes. They bring, birth, and thrive off of dysfunction. Yes. And usually unhealthy people try to hang with other unhealthy people. Yes. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33 says, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Yes. Bad company corrupts good character. Yes. So, Tanisha, let's kind of show them how this looks. Here we go. And then I want you to kind of help me as I pass the baton to you. How it looks sometimes when we're around unhealthy. No, you can keep it there. You can keep it there. Sometimes how it looks when we're around unhealthy people. And God presents us with healthy people because I do want you to know, please get this. I do want you to know the same way the enemy sends people is the same way God sends people. Right. God sends people that are important for our destiny. And he also sends people that help detox us from history. Amen. Did y'all hear what I just said? Yes. God sends people that are helpful and needed for our destiny, right. and he also sends people that help detox us from our history. Right. We all got in trouble by what was hanging on a tree. We all got out of trouble by who hung on a tree. Yes. 
We all got in trouble by a woman eating a fruit and extending it to her husband, and then he ate it, and then the fall of man happened. We all got out of trouble by a woman extending her body and allowing the Holy Spirit to impregnate her with the Son of God, and he will be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. God always knows how to reverse it, but I wonder is it we're so guarded to watch out what the enemy sends that we don't know how to receive what God sends. So we'll have relational context where somebody will come in your life and try to put something healthy in your life. No, I'm, no, no, I don't, I don't want that. Okay, listen, this is, this is what you need to have right here. You told okay? me that you wanted me to help you. I'm trying to but help you. But I don't you. want that kind of help, okay? Yes, I didn't well, ask for that kind of help. Well, so. sometimes you need no, it. No, this is, this is what you need. To, this, is what, okay. this is what we need to do listen, right here. This is what you need. You just don't told me, you this. just called me the other night crying, talking about you don't want to get your heart broken anymore. Listen, uh, okay, we need to put listen, this healthy stuff in okay, your life. No, but listen, I, I, I don't, you're not my father. You know, I, you, I, I'm fine. Like, I'm, I'm a grown woman. I can handle this, okay? So listen, this is what you need. This is what we need to do in order for us to work. Hey, okay? listen, listen, listen. You don't have to yell. You, think you, know everything. you don't have to yell. You don't have to talk like that. I'm not yelling. This is healthy. I'm not yelling. I need you to have. Well, you don't I'm, have to be so I'm, passionate. I'm projecting. This is not kingdom, girl. Listen. I'm trying to tell you. Listen. First of all, health. You can't tell me you're not God. You can't tell me what kingdom is. Listen, I'm. I know Jesus myself. I'm saved. Like I don't. I'm good. Thank you. I got this. I don't need this. I don't need this. But what you need to do is get a whole clue. There you go, sir. Okay. Do your you relationships do your relationships look like this? To where somebody's constantly trying to present you health and you constantly trying to present junk? <laughs> They're trying to tell you that it's unhealthy for you to scream to try to get your point across. Right. Some of us, you're so caught up with trying to prove a point that you missed the point. Yes. And I'm trying to say, this is unhealthy. You don't have to yell to get your point across. Right. This is unhealthy. You don't have to have a sex, sex with every woman before you marry her. Yes. You don't test drive things. Kingdom men have zipper control. Right. So we don't need this. Ooh, I, I don't need to have this in my life. I don't need to watch porn. I yes. can get this out of my life. Right, right, hey, right. listen, I need you to understand what mama did was messed up. Yes. But she's not going to come back and fix what she messed right. up. It's my responsibility right. to heal. So I need to stop walking around talking about I got daddy issues and mama issues yeah. I need my heavenly daddy to daddy me so that he can get this out of my life yeah. I wonder what we would look like if we had healthy relationships right. that try to put health in our life help me Tanisha yeah and I, you know a lot of times you know ladies we're in denial about a lot of stuff you know we're talking about drama king and drama queen listen a lot of what, what I have recognized about people that are dramatic or have a lot of drama they they're they're very unstable. Hmm. They're severely unstable. They have no grounding. They, they're kind of chaotic. They're kind of all over the place. And I think there's different levels to people with drama. You have those people that like feed off of drama. Like they always got to get their point across. They always have to have something to say. Hmm. They, they, you know, and, and what they have to say is the right way, right? Their, their point of view is right no matter what. They are validated and justified in everything that they think and what, what the other people think doesn't matter. Like, it's extremely selfish. And the sad thing about people that breed and, and just their whole lives are just, just full of drama 
is that it affects the people that love you the most. Talk. When you have drama in your life, the people, and, and it may not necessarily be directly, but indirectly, when you have all of this drama, when you're unstable, when you're all over the place, when you're here and there, and, and you don't have any stability, the people that love you and that want the best for you, they are affected. It hurts hmm. them the most. But because you are so consumed, so wrapped up in what you think is right, or what you think, how, how you think your life should be, or how you think somebody else's life should be, or how you think you know, things should go in life, period. Yeah. You know, you really walk in this selfishness and it's, it's really self-absorbed. Like you think of people that are self, uh, that are uh, dramatic, there's no reasoning with them. Mm. Like people that are dramatic, you can't, it's hard for you to even sit and reason with them. Yeah. It's honestly exhausting. Talk. I know people, I, I know y'all out there have dealt, you, you got somebody in your family, you have one of them friends that you've known for a long time, you know, you have a co-worker and they are just dramatic hmm. and it's exhausting and people don't want to be around you. People don't want to even entertain you most of the time unless you're dramatic, unless you're somebody that has drama too. Hmm. Because birds of a feather flock together, Talk. right? So all of your little circle, all of y'all got drama. And then you wonder why you can't have functional relationships. <laughs> and then you wonder why people, you know, that you love, maybe don't want to be around you sometimes. They will be around you because they love you, but it's hard for them to be around you because you have all this drama. Okay? It's, it, it, and we have to take the time, ladies... I, I always speak to the ladies. I know men, men are too, so we're going to touch it. Trust me. But we have to get to a point where we can manage our emotions. And then we have that other uh, type of dramatic person where you might not necessarily be the one that always has to confront and always has to have something to say. And you always got to get the last word. But you might be that person that is always just wrapped up in your emotions and you play the victim all the time. And something's always, you know, wrong and, you know, you're always sad or you're always emotional. And it's, it, it, you know, it's woe is me. And uh, people, that's exhausting too. Yeah. That's exhausting too. People don't want to deal with that. Okay, you have to be stable. And if we're not careful, ladies and gentlemen, we will pass these things on to our children. Mm. Okay. And I've said this before in another sermon, our children already come here with their own set of issues, yeah. okay? We see it already in our children, our four-year-old and six-year-old. Our four-year-old, he's got this anger thing going on, right? You know, <laughs> and I know, you know, it's, it's a toddler type of thing, but we're, we sense things, you know? So we realize that we are gonna have to guide him and shape him and steer him in the right direction, put him in things that where he can really, you know, exercise or get that stuff out right yeah. and then we look at our daughter she's so sweet she's so kind-hearted she's so loving yeah very nurturing but um she's she she looks like her daddy but she has my personality okay <laughs> and she is somewhat of a people pleaser and yeah. i've been guilty of that i've been guilty of that and so listen they already got stuff that's inherited from our personalities right yeah. but then on top of that you know you got all this drama going on. So your yeah. children see you having dramatic arguments with your, with your spouse, you know, and they see you act dramatically to a certain situation. Okay, mm -hmm. so they see that and they, they coin it as normal. And so that shapes who they are. And yeah. so they realize, they, 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 they grow up thinking like, okay, this is how you respond in situations mm -hmm. or this is how you react. And they see that it's normal and it's really unhealthy yeah. and it's really... Just a bunch of drama that you need to get checked. Yeah. And so, and ladies, 
Not one thing, listen, our emotions, our mind, and our mouths carry the most drama. Talk okay, about what that. did the scripture say? Oh my goodness, it says a quarrelsome wife. It's like dripping, like the dripping of a leaky roof in, in a, a rainstorm. Rain that means it's annoying. It's a nuisance. <laughs> and nobody wants it, okay? And then restraining her is like restraining the wind. Impossible. <laughs> you can't restrain the winds. It's impossible. Yeah. All right? You're, you're going to be fighting a losing battle. And the sad thing is a lot of women are like this. Mm. A lot, can't, they can't be restrained. Can't nobody say nothing to them. They yeah. know everything. They are the boss. And that's it. But you want somebody to love you. Yeah. And you want somebody to be patient with you. And you want somebody to give to you. And you want somebody to be there for you. But listen, you, nobody can restrain you. <laughs> Nobody. And then it says, Preach, Miss Flowers. Or grasping oil with the hand. Oil just runs through your hand. You can't grab it. That's crazy. Hmm. Oil just keeps on running. So there's no getting a hold of oil. And the problem with a lot of women, listen, hear me, ladies. I mean, from somebody that had a lot of emotional and, and um, low self-esteem issues, mm -hmm. listen, you have to get that thing handled because nobody's going to want to deal with that. Yeah. Nobody's going to want to, and you are going to continue to breed drama, you're going to continue to walk in drama, and then you are going to push away people that love you. Mm. You're going to push away that people that are healthy for you. You're going to push away people that you need in your life to grow and get better so you can overcome this stuff. If you don't really get a hold and identify and you know I, I will say this about our generation because our you know I feel like our generation our, 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 our parents you know no you know not that you know I had a great amazing mom but you know we had we had hard lives the hard times in our life but a lot of my generation they're starting to go to therapy mm -hmm. right because they're realizing there's a lot of stuff that we saw that was dysfunctional yeah there's a lot of stuff that we grew up in that was like, man, this is not right. And I got some issues and I got some problems. I don't know how to talk to people. I can't have healthy relationships. I can't, I can't, I can't function right. Yeah. I cannot function right. So they're going to therapy to get that help. And that's great. Because listen, you cannot have a healthy relationship with anybody if you have drama. Because even them drama people that y'all all, all eat junk together, there's drama in those relationships too. And so it's just breeding drama and perpetuating drama after drama after drama after drama. And yeah. what it, there has to be some point where you're like, I don't want this in my life anymore. Yeah. I want to be healthy. Yeah. I want to be able to, to converse with somebody and restrain myself. Yeah. Right. I want to be able to, to have a healthy dialogue with, its, with individuals and not feel like I got to have the last word or not feel yeah. like. I, you know, I got to get my point across. Or, I, or you going to know what, you know, how I feel and when I feel it and the way I feel all right now. And yeah. you can go kick rocks if you don't like it. <laughs> like, I'm saying, like, I, the, the amount of women mm -hmm. that are like that. Yeah. Okay, and listen, you, it's, it's like restraining the wind. <laughs> nobody can control that. Can't nobody get a hold of you. You're, it's an annoyance. It's, an, it's a nuisance. And, and, and it's impossible to, yeah. to, to manage and deal with you. Yeah. You don't want to have that type of attitude. You yeah. don't want to have that type of mouth. You don't want to have that type of thought process. You don't want to have that type of existence yeah. where you are full of drama. Yeah. Okay? Whether you are drama at the mouth because you can't keep it shut or you're crying all the time because you can't be stable. Hmm. 
Nobody wants to deal with that. And it has to get to a point where you look at yourself in the mirror and you say, I don't want to be like this anymore. Lord, I need you to help me. Help me to be stable. There it is. Give me stability. Show me in your word. What do I need to do? How do I need to act? Who do I need to be around so that I can be stable emotionally? And yeah. I won't have this drama in my life. And I'm not here or there. And I'm not chaotic. And I'm not... And I'm unstable. Like, we should be tired of that. Hmm. We should get to a point in your lives, you want stability. You want stability in your emotions. And yeah. a man is not going to necessarily bring you stability because you can have a stable man, but if you're unstable, you will make his foundation unstable too. Yeah. Talk, girl. So listen, you have to get yourself together, ladies. We have to get ourselves together. We got a lot of issues. I know, I, 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 had, I had some issues that I had to deal with, okay? Yeah. And I saw that it was affecting him. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. So, there, so God, you're going to have to help me so I can be a wife to this man, so I can be a mother to these children, yeah. and so I can help people that, that you want me to help. I want my relationships to be fruitful. I want the way that I talk and the way that I function to be, to be pleasing to you, God, so help me. Hmm. I wouldn't say that I was like a super dramatic individual. Like I'm the one, I'm the type of person that I don't like confrontation, but yeah. I'm the type of person that I, you know, I would cry, you know, if things got too a little too, you know, too much for me. Yeah. Right. And I'm not saying we, we're not emotional and we're not sensitive. God wired us to be sensitive, you know, people, individuals, because yeah. we're mothers, we're nurturers. So that's, 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 uh, I believe built in, mm -hmm. but there is, there is, it is very possible for us to be stable. Yeah. And I think a lot of women use like, well, I'm a woman, you know, I have emotions, I'm sensitive. We use it as an excuse to be unstable. Mm. And it's very possible we, if, we, if we search the word, if we ask God to help us, we can be stable women and, and not live in, in, in breed and function in all this drama. We, yeah. we have to want more, you know? Yeah, and, and a lot of times what we are calling, we just click and we're just compatible is really we're just we're just both dysfunctional. If we could show you how it looks, a lot of us what we're calling what we're calling compatibility is we just both like Doritos. We both just like the same junk. Right. We both will curse each other out. Right. I both will, I will yell at her, she'll yell at me. Right. Right. I both go like I'll go zero to hundred real quick, and she will too. Right. And a lot of us, the only thing you have in common is your junk. Right. And can I say I mean, this? Go ahead. Like, I, I, because I was, uh, I'm a teacher and I see, like, how emotional, I'm like, God, I'm seeing all these emotional boys. Like, what is going on with all of these overly emotional, but, like, that's typically not yeah. normal, right? You know, the girls, you have to guide them and that's, you know, because they're super sensitive. But the more I, you know, was working in my career, I'm like, I am seeing all these ultra sensitive boys, but that's because... They are being raised by a lot of single mothers, mm -hmm. and I'm just being honest, yeah. a lot of single mothers, and they see all their emotionalism and all their dramatics, and so then it is perpetuated onto them, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and so now we're going to have these unstable boys growing up to unstable men and dramatic men, and then they get into relationships with these unstable and dramatic women. <laughs> it's just it, it really we're talking is, about now having we already have yeah it's, uh, really, it's a vicious a, a cycle generation z i think is really going to be affected uh by being mothered to death i think my generation millennial men we have this 
false sense of macho masculinity. We don't really know how to talk things through. We don't know how to open up. We don't know how to be vulnerable without questioning our masculinity. Because like I stated um, on uh, last week, that many of us feel as though I'm a man by how well I throw my fist, by how much money I stack, and by how many women I sleep with. And so now we're in a, we're in a male body, but we're still a little boy in our head. Right. And I know there's so much conversation about daddy issues but man, we're going to have to do a part in this series about mama boy syndrome, oh. mama issues, because a lot of guys are affected by their mother, yeah. greatly affected by their mother. And we're looking for mother in a woman. This is why he constantly tries to do things and move in with you because he's looking for mama. He's not looking for wife. Did y'all hear what I just said? Mm. Listen, in, in the World War Me series... I was speaking about how there was a particular lesson. If you have not checked it out, I need you to go check it out. It's called, How Do I Discover My Purpose? Okay? In that particular message, I said that purpose is our life's calling. It is our life's bullseye. It is our target. Okay? And if I was a note taker, I will write this down. Unnecessary drama always shows up when purpose has not been distinguished. I'm going to say that again. Unnecessary drama always shows up when purpose has not been distinguished. In other words, when we are together, what is the purpose of it? Right. What is the purpose of us being together? Mm-hmm. What is the purpose? You'd be surprised how many people. I know we give a round of applause. Sister so-and-so been married 22 years. My God. Right. But you'll be surprised if you were to ask them, hey, what is your target? What, what is your bullseye? See, please hear me. If a couple does not know their bullseye, if they don't know their target, this is how you end up living life aimlessly. Right. This is how you live life aimlessly. And for you watching this message, you engage, you got to obey. You should ask yourself, what is our target? What is our goal? What are we aiming at? You can be married 22 years, yeah. 40, 50 years and have no bullseye. Don't have any purpose. You don't understand. See, listen, when, you don't, when you're in a relationship and you don't know the purpose of it, it's almost like going, to, going grocery shopping while hungry. You'll end up purchasing a snack. Mm. Lord have mercy. You'll end up purchasing a snack, having sex with a snack, right. marrying a snack, and then years later you discover your purpose, roll over and identify I'm with somebody who can't shoot. I'm with somebody who doesn't know their purpose. They don't know who they are. I know who I am, but I entertained somebody when I was in the season when I did not know my life's bullseye. Mm. Listen, I want you to see this. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7. It says, wisdom is the principal thing. Can I get everybody to say principal? Principal. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all your getting, I'm passionate about that part, y'all. Yes. And in all your getting, get understanding. Before you say I do, get understanding. Before you call them bay, get understanding. Before you quit, get understanding. Before you cut them off, get understanding. Yes. You could have cut them off just from an assumption. And assumptions are the termites of every relationship. Yes. So I want, you to, I want to show you how this looks, okay? I want to show you how this looks, give you a few points, and we're done. So hold this real quickly. This is how it looks when the Word of God tells us to get understanding, yes. all right? So I meet this beautiful woman of God, and you already have something you stand under. Talk to me. So listen, let me tell you something. 
if you want to have any type of relationship with me, I need you to understand that I'm going to stand under purity, okay, okay and holiness. This is what I'm under. This is what I'm going to exercise in. And this is how I live my life. I need you to understand that this is what I'm standing under. Mm -hmm. Now, right. if I'm a man of God, I see what she's standing under. And I'm like, okay, I understand that. So in this particular area, there is an understanding. Yes. So I'm not going to be touching all on her body at 2 a.m. because I understand we're standing under purity. Right. I'm not going to be trying to get in her DMs and getting to see what she looks like underneath her clothes and sending her provocative messages because we both understand right. that we're standing under purity. And this is our standard. And this is her standard. As a man, I'm like, hey, I need you to understand that uh, I love Jesus. Okay. I love Jesus. And I want to know, is he your Lord and Savior? Absolutely, he's my Lord and Savior. I can stand under that. Okay, and so now we can start to stand together because we have similar understandings. Now yes. watch this. Yes. Before I ever came along in her life, she already had something she was standing under. Right. She didn't have a lifestyle where she's not standing under anything and she thinks a man is her umbrella. Right. This is so good, y'all. This is so good. She already had her standard. And if we can start to look at people, and before we do life with them, do I understand and do I stand under the same things that they stand under? Right. Now, you know how arguments happen in marriage and how drama hits? It's when one of y'all has a standard in something, and I don't. So when every storm hits me, I'm getting drenched. I'm getting wet by her pain. I'm getting wet by her in-laws, right. my in-laws. I'm getting wet by her stuff because there is a certain thing that we both don't understand. Right. And I wonder, pull it down, I wonder are you with somebody claiming that you understand something, but this is how y'all look. Right. Y'all not standing under holiness. Y'all not understanding purity. Yes. Because when you have an understanding and all that getting, I have to get an understanding. Yes. When you have an understanding, we both stand under something and honestly it's it so good helps to prevent drama mm -hmm. when you have a target like you said when you have a goal in mind when you have an end in mind and you both have a standard that you're understanding together as one then it will help you identify the drama situations the drama people and then you will be able to together make sure you navigate through life eliminating the drama and keeping your lives free of the drama. Now, mm. sometimes drama's gonna try to come find you. Yeah. It, it, it happens. But when you both are standing under the same type of standards, then listen, you can guide through this thing together yeah. and you can say, you know what? This is something that we're not gonna entertain. Yeah. This is something that we're not going to engage. <laughs> this is the type of drama and the type of stuff that we don't want to infiltrate what we got going on. We have a goal in mind. Yeah. We have a purpose in mind. We have a vision in mind. This is something that we want, that we're doing together. Talk. We have set our standards. There's no drama here. There's not, listen, we, we on the same page. And anything or anybody else that is bringing any other type of drama into this, what's going on, guess what? We're going to have to keep you at a distance. Yeah. We're going to have to maybe eliminate some things because we don't want, because the enemy's tactic is to bring drama into peaceful situations. Yeah, absolutely. So listen, if you get the understanding that this is the type of thing that you want in your life, then yeah. you're going to have to get a handle for yourself and make sure you don't have the drama going on within yourself and within your life. Yeah.
And when you get this understanding and we have kingdom men who recognize who they are, kingdom women who recognize who they are, when we become one, since I'm the head and I'm the covering, I could protect her from storms. And she's not getting wet from certain things. Why? Because we have a understanding. Yeah. We have a principle that we're standing under. And if we ever experience warfare, hold yours and turn your back towards me. If we're ever experiencing warfare, put it down like a shield, like we Captain America on them boys. Yeah, turn it this way. If we're ever in a war, I got her back and she got my back. Now yeah. go up, put it up over your head. And so regardless of whatever we face and we back to back and we doing life together and we doing this thing together so that if something comes our way, we have an understanding right. because we're standing under a principle. This is so good, y'all. A few points and we're done. Point number one, drama is incubated in dysfunction. Drama is incubated in dysfunction. This means the familiar blanket of childhood, the familiar blanket of community, and this is how drama infests environments. When I was growing up, true story, I went over to my friend's house, and I was sitting in his room. We were talking about something, and a roach went across his computer. Now, for, for me, um, we don't really do roaches. I didn't know he had really? a roach infestation. I didn't know that. Do. He saw, I'm, I'm not kidding. He saw one roach. You know what he did? He flicked it off the computer. No, no, sir. And he kept talking. And so I'm kind of thinking in my mind, like, okay, uh, this is kind of weird. Then I saw another roach on the wall. Where you stayed? No, I didn't stay there. I was just going over his house. I was in oh. high school. I just want to, I saw a roach on the wall. And then I saw another roach on the floor. After then, I stood up. I said, hey, bro. <laughs> Hey, man, we can go hoop, man. You got some roaches in here. He said, yeah, we got to get, get an exterminator. And we go downstairs, and in his sink was these, like, I'm not exaggerating, like 14 roaches just, just going. And he was like, yeah, they just be tripping, man. You want something to eat? No. Uh, no. I don't want nothing to eat. I don't want nothing to drink. I'm keeping all my stuff to my person. Like, Listen. I'm, not, I'm just going to stand right. I'm not even, no, it's time to go. It's time to go now. Listen, I wonder, have you gotten comfortable in a drama-infested environment? Ooh. To where it doesn't even phase you. It doesn't even phase you when you see wow. drama. It doesn't even phase you when you see toxicity. On Thanksgiving dinner, your aunts, your uncle, everybody cursing everybody out. Yeah. Because I'm just used to a drama-filled environment. It's possible for drama's touch to become your normal touch. Point number two, drama has been normalized. Yeah. Okay? Drama has been normalized. Everybody yells. Yeah. Everybody in my family turns up. Yeah. Everybody in my family is unfaithful. All the men are like this. All, All the, the men, men are, are like this. this. Colossians chapter 2 verse 8, it says, See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophies, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. Oh. In, in layman's terms, just because it's normal to culture doesn't mean it's normal in kingdom. Right. Everything. That part. That's normal. To culture is abnormal to kingdom. Actually, lots of and, Right. And what's normal to kingdom is abnormal to culture. Right. Number three, drama junkie. Drama junkie. These are the type of people who spawn drama. Y'all remember in high school when somebody was about to fight and they were arguing. They were like, hey, I bet you won't hit them. I bet you won't hit them. Yeah. I bet you won't do this. Yeah. I bet. These are people who just feed. Yeah off drama or the instigator they instigate right, right, drama right. drama's native tongue is gossip drama's native tongue is gossip please hear me you may not be able to know the difference between keeping it real and gossip but your harvest will 
Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. Do not let on any unwholesome talk yes. come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful. Can I get somebody to say helpful? Helpful. What is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen. That's good. Drama junkies. Number uh, four, drama deflection. These are people who really don't like themselves and they have self-resentment. And so since they don't like who they are and they don't like their reality, since they're unhappy, they'll try to bring their unhappiness in your happy life. Project their issues onto you. Yeah. Yeah, they, 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 They don't want to deal with who they are. And so many times they try to spawn up drama. Y'all know that person that comes in the room? It's like when they enter, peace exits. Right. <laughs> yeah. And when they exit, right. peace enters. Right. Drama, deflection. These are people who don't want to confront their own internal turmoil. And lastly, we've discovered that many people who have drama, they want attention. I didn't get the attention I needed as a child. Yeah. I'm not getting the attention in my marriage. And so I keep spawning up drama because really I just want somebody to notice me. I want somebody to pay attention to me. And we want it to bring to your attention on the night. Maybe it's not always that they're toxic. Maybe it's not always that he's toxic. Maybe there's something in me that likes junk food so much so to where I can't identify health. And when healthy people try to present me healthy things, since I'm so used to my unhealthy ways, I'll label them as a hater and I'll label them as they don't know me and they don't know what's best for me. And maybe it's possible we could be self-sabotaging the godly connections in our life. So God, God, we pray. Give us hearts. And let us just have a mirror, God, where we can see ourselves. Help us to stop looking at mama and stop looking at daddy and stop looking at our husband or our boyfriend, girlfriend. Help us to stop looking at everybody else, but allow us to do introspection. Where I could identify, do I like unhealthy things? Have I learned how to function in dysfunction? So much so that when I'm presented functional, I think that's dysfunctional detox me of everything I've learned that was dramatic, that was toxic because I want to be healthy I want to be kingdom and I want to be a billboard in the earth for your glory we pray that you do it in Jesus name, amen